Hi everyone, it's Dan here, with a very special message. Guys, you know we spend a lot of time on our podcast, talking about heroes fighting to save their city. Fending off zombies. Or ruling over a kingdom from an iron throne. But now we here at Across the Airwaves have our reoccurring guest host, Mark Schreiner visiting us to give you the chance to become a hero by entering the Association of Horizon Summer Camp Gear Log Raffle. Horizon is a summer camp for people with physical disabilities who are incredibly creative. I am to misbehave. But they can't always get out there to make amazing TV shows like The Flash, Doctor Who, Game of Thrones. So they channel their imaginations into putting on a life-changing week where they can almost escape from the challenges they face in everyday life. Allons-y. I'm sorry. It's French. Let's go. This week is the highlight of many of its campers and volunteers' year, but it can't be possible without a generous donation. And that's where you come in by purchasing a raffle ticket. So that's what it does. Can I believe us when we say that this heroic action has its rewards? Because emailing us at acrosstheairwaves at gmail.com Again, that's across the airways at gmail.com to pay $5 through PayPal for a ticket. We'll give you 80 chances to win cash prizes, going up to $250. So don't make the arrow show up in your bedroom to say you, f- you have failed this city. Be a Horizon hero. Okay, give someone in need a week that's better than any TV show. When Captain America throws his mighty The TV fans are taking over. This is Across the Airwaves. You're different. Now, don't let anyone tell you that you have nothing to offer. Second chances don't come around all that often. I suggest you take a really close look at it. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a four-way edition of the Marvelverse <laughs> podcast. Across the Aries podcast, dedicated to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Carter, Marvel's Netflix shows, kind of the movies of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, it's a four-way that way, too. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm Dan Schmidt, your Excelsior host, and with me is three other people now. Yeah, we're getting <laughs> crowded around here. You know, it's like we're, we're clipping on top of each other. Like Keebler Elves. <laughs> <laughs> like Keebler Elves? Yeah. yeah. That's the that's the uh, family that's edition. A, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to call Lincoln there, that's what that was. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys want to introduce yourselves? Hi guys, it's Nikki. Hey, this is Josh. Hi, this is James. And together we are the four amigos. <laughs> right, exactly. Talking about Agents of Shield. We could make our own unit for Colson. There you go. <laughs> Let's do it. For sure. Can I, Nikki, you want to tell everybody what we're doing on this week's episode? 
give, and I don't think if they if they don't know what they're doing, what we're doing, they're living in a cave. So just on some far far flung planet. Yes. Uh, today we'll be talking about episode eight of Agents of Shield and listener feedback. Yeah. Before we get into all of that, we're gonna bring in my uh, co-host Nico uh, to make this briefly a five way for his Nico uh, <laughs> Marvel edition. Don't worry, he'll be quick. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Nico, for being quick because apparently he didn't have any news to share with us this week. Oh, jeez. Yeah, we are really going off the rails on this show. We're going off the rails on the crazy train. Yes. And now we have music on the show now. Yes. Got our new running gag. James singing. So with that, we're going to include our running gag. Get to our discussion today on. The Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode that got a lot of people talking. Mm-hmm. Many heads, one tail. The S.H.I.E.L.D. team discovers dangerous truths about the a- ACTU and Ward's plans to destroy S.H.I.E.L.D. take a surprising twist. Well, last week, uh, Nikki was quite violated <laughs> by Colton. Good Roslyn, uh, getting together. Don't say it. Don't say it. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. And other things. Good, I thought we were going to get saved from the agony with Roslyn being a bad guy. Being with Hydra. Good, I guess that's not the case. It's not confirmed yet because, I mean, why else was she bringing him specifically to Gideon? I agree. Well, as she said, though, she thought that he was just a poli- uh, the presidential advisor. You know, this is somebody who will get Coulson closer to the president, you know, to talk. The and way also- she looked, whether she's putting on an act or not, the way she looked, I would believe her right now. Because she looked completely shocked about the betrayal and about Hydra and Gideon and all that stuff. Yeah, I, as much as I wanted to believe that she was in on the whole thing. I have to... Oh, I hate saying this. I, I kind of believe her. I, I don't think she knew about the Hydra thing. I think she went in... I think she went into this with a different... I think, she, well, she was lied to, manipulated, and when she found out what ha- was going on inside her own unit, mm-hmm. she was shocked. I mean, there is... I mean, she's an actress, yes, but the character is not an actress. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. She has totally, to go multiple identities. Yes, yeah, totally convinced. I, I was, I was convinced. I did not he- need to hear them using endearments towards each other. Um, <laughs> but I really, I was really shocked myself at that. That was like a new. First, the twist was she was working with Giddy. Now the twist is she didn't know who, exactly who she was working for. And I think this is a total. If it's all true, and I think I believe her. I think this is a real game changer for Coulson and his relationship with Rosalind and the ATCU. I don't think the ATCU will have Rosalind much longer. I was really glad to see that Coulson knew what was going on the whole time. Mm-hmm. That he wasn't getting played. That Me this too. was all part of a plan. It's very diabolical. Yes, but that's his character. Yeah, the only thing is, though, um, in thinking about their relationship continuing on, while he now can trust her, 
the problem is, is I don't think that she's going to be very happy with him because of all the things that he said, the one thing that probably hurt her the most was when he uh, accused her of faking a dead husband. Yeah, I think that really I, hurt her. I think that's going to come back to bite him, and she's and he's going to be, he's going to try to say, okay, I guess we're on the same side, and she'll be like, we're never going to be on the same side. You didn't believe me, you know. And granted, I got played, but throwing my husband under the bus like that, you know, when I was being open with you, is is too much, you know. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think that that's kind of like their point of no return. Mm-hmm. If she can get past that, that that's something she she could say. I will work with you. Yeah. I I respect what you're doing. I I'm on board with what you're doing as opposed to what I've been led to believe I'm doing. Yeah. And, but we as but a couple are this, through. This is not happening, and that would make me happy. But <laughs> I do think that she is valuable. Uh, I think she has the resources that could help mm-hmm. the team. Well, the um, thing is, like, I don't she, see her. Well, if she James, is. Act- Sorry, you go ahead. Go. No, you go ahead. Okay. Well, the thing is, if she's like, as you say, if she's kicked out of the ATCU because of like um, her now knowing that Gideon is an awful person, then what resources does she have besides her own cunning? I mean, that's not not to like say anything away from that, but you know, she has far less influence than she does now if she if the, she is in fact now no longer in control. Is, is she is she out of the ATCU? Because the ATCU is a task force that she started under the watch of Gideon. So how many of the me- of the members are actually part of Gideon's um, uh, Hydra and how many of them are actual ATCU agents under her? So now we're going to have to find out how much of it will transfer to her and how many of them will continue to work for Hydra. So she may not be out of ATCU. There, um, she might still control ATCU. But it's the the real ATCU, not the Hydra. Right. That you mean? We know we can. Uh, the you know the case of the creeps is obviously trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Um, Banks. So we know we got him on the right uh, the right side. And probably a lot of those pencil pushers have no clue. Yeah. But you know we don't know who's who. It's kind of like when. It's a smaller version of when Hydra took over Shield. As Brad said, yeah. it's the Winter Soldier all over again. Yeah. So was this the Winter Soldier level twist that uh, Brett Dalton was talking about? I don't think so. I think it was part of it. Anyway. I think, I think it's the be beginning more. of it. I think yeah. James is right. I think it's like the beginning. <laughs> well, my thing with Rosalind is she doesn't really have a place to go. Cut her bed not her bed might not either. So they may have to combine forces with S.H.I.E.L.D. But in terms of a relationship with Coulson and Rosalind, he kind of blew that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't up. think he, I don't think there he was in it for the long con. I think that's what's always going to end badly. <laughs> do you think that maybe the when they sp- do split, because she's not going to be a permanent part of this show, but she's going to go off on her own and she's going to have her own men. Do you think that when she does, she takes Bobby and Hunter with her and they become, they go to the new show Most Wanted? Well, I mean, if, if it's like supposed to be starring Adrian and um, Nick, then I think it's probably like they're going to be the ones in control, but I think that would make sense if she is actually part of that whole show, though. So Right. I would not mind, you know, I would, well, I would obviously watch it, but uh, I think that would add an interesting element if they worked 
with her if she was a part of it. And I like Constance Zimmer. And I think she's a great actress. So I like the character. So I would be on, I was already on board, but I would, that, that would work for me if she went with them and they started something new. West Coast Avengers. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Don't tempt me. Don't tease dun, 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 dun. Me Guys don't think fake hunter is gonna do something stupid. Oh definitely he's hunter. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I think's gonna happen. Bobby's like, I'll go with you to bail you out. Oh, we'll get to it uh, later on, but I I that whole raid on the ATCU, which we'll talk about later, was amazing. But we'll get mm-hmm. back to it later. Yes. I don't want to jump the gun. <laughs> well, I think it's time. Should we move on to the the other couple that was featured in this episode, the evil couple. Yes. <laughs> Don't call them a couple when in that context. It gets creepy. Yeah, Papa, Papa Hydra. Papa Hydra. <laughs> and his ward. There you go. That's actually quite clever. Thanks. Well, that might be true. We do have that Red Skull theory. Uh, there is that Red Skull theory that I don't agree out there with that you. Gideon Malik is the Red Skull. Who hasn't uh, been the Red Skull in theories? Yeah. yeah, the thing is, in, in comic books, the only name Malik that pops up, and it's a different spelling, is Albert Malik, who becomes Red Skull number two. He's not related to Johann Schmidt. Um, Dan is related to Johann Schmidt. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no! <laughs> so, the, the theory that, that some people have is that because Malik matches you know, Albert Malik's name, is that maybe Gideon is the MCU version of um, Albert Malik. However, another theory that I had, I think I mentioned it last time, is that Albert Malik is still going to be revealed and that the winter finale reveal that we're going to see the twist is that Gideon Malik is related to Johann Schmidt and it's uh, somehow, and he has found the serum that created the Red Skull that... He had a son who was genetically modified to become the next Red Skull. And they moved this son away to, um, to live with Hydra agents. Excuse me. But he grew up in a horrible home, killed his parents and his brother, and went by the name Grant Ward. My theory is that Grant Ward may actually have a real name, and his real name is Albert Malik. I think that's um, a little stretching it. <laughs> it's very possible. Yeah, but it's that I'm stretching it. it, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting theory though because you have to think. He mentioned the fact that he's a villain on numerous occasions, and the fact that there's a Winter Finale esque thing going on. Well, the Winter Soldier um, uh, twist was that Winter Soldier was really a good guy named Bucky Barnes. What if it's the vice versa? What if the Ward's Warriors good guy, Brett Ward, I mean, Grant Ward, <laughs> what if the twist is that he really secretly is a bad guy? What if it's an alternate twist? Or what if it's the winner twist is that Whitehall is back? Yes, I've heard that theory too. What if the, what if the twist is that the being on the other planet is the new Red Skull? Or the old Red Skull. Or the old Red Skull. That is true. Well, it can't be the old Red Skull because it was thousands of years ago that the Inhuman was born to rule the Earth and was sent to an alternate plane. Mm-hmm. Or could it could be like warped back. He's the time. first Red Skull. <laughs> His name just isn't Red Skull because that's obviously evocative of what happened to Johann Schmidt. But I mean, they did say that their leader was out was on that, and that could be the 
the figure in black and it explains like all the bodies. But like, um, what I wonder is, uh, who this person really is because it's obviously not Thanos because Thanos is coming much later. And, um, don't think it's Black Bolt. Yeah, it's definitely not Black Bolt. It could be his brother, Maximus. <laughs> That's possible. And that would make sense because we are Indian humans arc, so. True. The only thing that makes me think that it might be Johann Schmidt, or at least Johann Schmidt is there as well, is we still have not seen where Johann Schmidt went. When he handled the Tesseract, which is the space gem, he got warped away somewhere. He got transported somewhere. Kind of like what happened to Loki. Get right. Except Loki so went we through willingly. Really yeah, we don't know where he is. Yeah. I, but I that know was that the same cube. Wasn't yeah. it the same cube? Yeah, it's the same cube. Yeah, it yep. is. Yep. Yeah. It, there's only one Tesseract. Mm-hmm. And it's actually, they've already established the fact that it's actually in encasing uh, an Infinity Stone. Yeah. And then that's what, um, and that's why it cracked when um, Steve threw his shield at it because it was breaking the case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, now, I'm, I'm, I'm just very, really curious as to, I mean, I as a history person, I loved hearing the, like Fitz and Simmons and how they explained yes. the, history, the history of the symbol. Even I mean, I love symbology and to see, and I was like, oh God, is is it? He's freaking Hydra, and then I think James, you're the one on Twitter who was like. Oh, it goes farther than that. <laughs> yeah. This I is like an ancient order, and you know, I can totally see. I mean, yeah, they were the Nazi science division, but they obviously existed in some form before that. And are these yeah. the the old Englishmen? Yes, from, they are from that episode. And how is it even older than that? Because it seemed the symbology seemed to be, you know, far older than just 18th century England. Well, it it now gives it now gives um a reason. Why those men voted for somebody to be sacrificed to go into the monolith? You know, they weren't doing it to study; they were doing it. The guy was prepped for like all kinds of things, but most of, if you look back at the what he was wearing when he went into the monolith room, the guy that the sacrificed, a lot of it was how to find your way back, compasses and ropes mm-hmm. and, and things sextant. like that, sextants and stuff like that. So he was sent to find this other guy and then bring him back mm-hmm. so hydra is way older than they've so it makes me think that in his studying the the um spiritual plane or the um the legends that johann schmidt came across the books that talked about hydra mm-hmm. and that he based his stuff on that he probably had no idea about the actual monolith itself well, he probably did. He just didn't know uh, that it was useful or anything. Because mm-hmm. I mean, because I mean, they, Gideon did say that they were they had been sacrificing men to it for centuries up until the present. So, yeah, because it, it, and all because they can't figure out how to get them back. Right. Yeah, and now, by the way, also I love the fact that now we understand why the monolith had those weird holes in it. Yeah, and because um, they took core samples. And here's another thing I want to mention. Um, in Daredevil, there was a, on the, the episode of Stick that at the very end, um, he's sitting in front of that cult leader, and he, the cult leader asks him, "Will he be ready when the doors open?" And Stick says, "I have no idea." I think what he's talking about is since there's like at least five of those samples, I feel like those are each going to become a door, and that's and like this event is somehow um, 
like written into the lore of history in some way or predicted by a prophecy. So. Good point. Well, I had a theory that that Madame Gao was an inhuman because, well. Yeah, we, awesome. I remember us talking about that. Yeah, yeah that. By the it's way, uh, James, when you yeah, James, when you mentioned that theory about the doors, I, I I actually was very impressed because of your memory of that, and I was like, wow, that's a great theory. I like that theory. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even remember that part of Daredevil, and I've seen it like three times. Yeah, I pay theory. attention to everything, especially things yes. that seem like they're actually going to connect to larger bits. So. Right, it seems like Johan Schmidt. The reason why he knew about the terrorist act and where to look for it and all that stuff must have come from. He inherited it from the group that existed before. Someone needs to go back and look at that wall and see if they can see those symbol, any of those symbols on it. That's a good oh, point. yeah, the wall and cap. Yeah. Hmm. I'll sacrifice myself. Alright, if you must. There's no person that I can. I don't know if it can connect that far back. I well, maybe they just looked at the wall that was in the movie originally and then they just picked something that looked kind of cool off of it and then just worked back from it. God, they could do that too. Okay, God, this took a lot of discussion and planning for yeah. them to put all this together. Okay, yeah, this, this, a couple days of this is a very well thought out. They're not going to leave anything. These are the guys who are not going to say, leave anything to chance. Yeah. So these are fans of the, the movies, fans of the comics. I think that this is probably going to be one of the more researched uh, storylines mm -hmm. that, that we've had. No, I agree on that. I think that I would love to be able to be on one of their planning sessions one day. That's, that would be <laughs> yes, awesome. Yes, yes. They planned um, out. They have planned out how five seasons are going to come. Yeah, um, in thinking of this ancient inhuman, I made some notes in my article about it, and um, the way they talked about him, he's ancient, thousand years ago, but he was born to rule. Um, the world, apparently. That's according to Hydra legend. So we don't know if it's true that he was born to rule or just Hydra has been told that for so long that they believe it kind of thing. Right. But the it's interesting, kind of evolved, maybe. Right. You know, out of, out of, you know, out of the probably the followers of this guy. You know, it's like, oh, he was born to rule kind of thing. But he was deemed too dangerous and was sent through the portal to this other planet. So it makes me wonder... Um, if this has anything to do with that manuscript they found, the one, the death by punishment, mm -hmm. like not to say that the monolith was going to kill inhumans, but that an inhuman was sent through it to die as punishment. So that the manuscript sense. is not complete. What if the manuscript is saying that this person was sent to his death um, as a punishment kind yeah. of thing? So that the monolith itself is not the means of death, but it's the, the portal to the punishment, which should lead to death. Like and then, at some point, they decided they were going to feed him. Because <laughs> it's possible that this could be they the They want royal, him back. Could this be the royal family? Got the planet to explain why they aren't around? Yes, but I think it's too early to bring them in, because the Inhumans movie is not for a couple of years. If not we get another, it at all. If it happens. Another three, yeah. I think, at, at, at this point. So. Yeah, I think it will. I don't think they're going to give up on it. I think that was just a fake rumor. Yeah, I think this cool. is actually like um, a really good way to introduce the Inhumans and like get them started. And I think if like the Inhumans have a major factor in Infinity War, like the Earthbound Inhumans and the Royal Inhumans are going to come in and say, "Hey, enough! We are going. Yeah. We're going to rule you now." <laughs> well, I th I agree with you. I think that having a movie about the Inhumans 
and especially the the royal family, there is way too much backstory to do in one movie about them. So mm-hmm. why not have a television show that over time explains Inhumans and their backstory so that by the time the movie comes, everybody's excited, ready to go so that they can finally see these people that have been hinted at. You know, We're ready to be this, Black Bolt. <laughs> yeah. As for this ancient guy, the one thing that makes me worried is that they said that, it's, that he was deemed too dangerous, which means he either was really powerful, he or she was really powerful at the beginning, or they grew into their power, or they did something so evil and da- or horrible that they cast him out, or cast him, her out, them out, whoever it was, you know? What if it's hell? You think hell is uh, inhuman? No. I was just saying something. What if um, what if Lash was like born at this time because he was supposed to they like um something in whatever in human DNA however that works like what if that was predicted that he would need to be the savior who de- who destroys that um ancient inhuman because that's his entire purpose. So the reason he's saying that he's killing is out of necessity. It's because he has a genetic code that makes him hunt down inhuman. And he was right. supposed to be sent to kill this inhuman. Yeah, that sounds I, I like there's it sounds like they're sending him anyway. Yeah, and I think they're just like fall they're just like baiting a trap that they don't realize is actually like they're working against themselves. Well that's Hydra. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I I mean if he but if this guy is so so dangerous that they had to banish him to an unknown planet, why do they want him back? I don't think Ward does. I, I, I don't think, think he Ward does. I think he. Ju- I think he like he wants the power that Gideon is offering him, but what he more wants is to get rid of Coulson, and he's just like, okay, if you're going to help me do this, I guess I'll help you do this. Yeah, I think Ward is very single focused, mm-hmm. and that he wants his revenge against a perceived, you know, well, not perceived, but against what he feels is a slight to him. Like, okay, well, Coulson tried to kill me. Well, it's like, well, you did try to kill everybody. But I think he he's like, well, dude, to Gideon, whatever you want to do, I just want to, I I just want power. Yeah. Give me Coulson, and I'll do whatever you want to do. I I really don't give a damn. The way he looked at Gideon when he told him this, it's like you got to be kidding me. Yeah, I want to deal with this. <laughs> yeah, like I I don't want to deal with this. This is above my pay grade. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like the Green Arrow, because the comic books of the Justice. Kaliens, I'm out of here. This is too much for me. Because I really felt that way with Ward. Yeah. I, I, I'm worried I'm worried about like what they're planning to do with Andrew. Because that containment unit, there was something written on it. <laughs> oh, the, um, the fact that it had the uh, symbol. Yeah. I you think know? that I think he's the next one through. Yeah, you and think they're going to send him through the portal? I think that, well, that's what they've I've been training all in creating Inhumans for. They've been incubating an army, right? To go through, and it's either to depose this guy so no, maybe no, could be the head, or it's to bring him home. No, because yeah, he really not, wants to know how to. Gideon really wants to know how Shield figured out in a few months what it took Hydra and its predecessors thousands of years it couldn't do. Yeah, the thing is though, he he mentioned the fact that they're not sending the uh, army through. This is an army for when he comes back. Yeah. Right. You know, so they're prepping because they believe that, you know, this is their opportunity to build an army, and this is a sign unto them. They're gonna get screwed over, though. Oh yeah, yeah. 
yeah, this is not going to end well for anyone. And I just, I, I want to, you know, introduce the newest member of the S.H.I.E.L.D. team, or the S.H.I.E.L.D. family, Mark Dacascos. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be staying um, around, though, because it looks like um, Grant and Bobby did a good number on him. <laughs> or uh, I don't Bobby. know. He, he's, he's Mark DeCasca. <laughs> this guy is a martial arts expert. He is an actor, and he is just... The chairman on Iron Chef America. Yeah, yeah the inhuman Iron Chef. <laughs> <laughs> no, more importantly, he was his brotherhood of the wolf and three moon gems. So... Um, <laughs> All right, if, are we going to get into that that part? Because I ha I wanted to talk about that part too. No, Can I well, um, say one last thing about Gideon? Yeah. Um, Coulson did. Coulson did confirm that he actually is the councilman from the Avengers, so he that's did. no longer a point of contention. Yep. He, he used to be on the World Council. I was really happy that that they weren't going to try to say he was someone else. Plus, you don't bring in Powers Booth to the Avengers. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, they used Jenny Agutter again in Winter Soldier, which was amazing because I don't know about any of you, but I freaking love Jenny Agutter. So, I, think uh, I think that's also really interesting that um, Gideon consciously removed himself from that position so that he wouldn't end up being slaughtered by um, uh, Pierce. <laughs> so. oh, <laughs> Go Pierce probably got him out of there. We had some things confirmed in this episode, yet there are so many questions. Alright, Josh, you were saying? Oh, I, I, I'm going to wait until we talk about the raid on ATCU. All right. Yeah. Well, okay. So you want to wait until that? Yeah. Okay. Well, but I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm still, I still have a theory about who this inhuman is, but n nobody likes it. So I'm just going to chill and wait and then hope <laughs> that one day, hope that one day I get to say, I told you so. See, I kind of want to hear it. But I don't well, know I, I've mentioned it before. Answers. But I, I, I say what? Let's talk about the raid on the ATCU. Yes, let's do that. Okay, I guess it's not a likable. No, nobody like seems to like it but me. <laughs> Message me what it is, Joshua. I want to. I'm curious. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um. So we're gonna go on the raid. Got it fits of it. Okay. So is that what we want to do? Okay. That works. Okay. Great. So we have this raid. Got Joshua. I want to talk about it. To Joshua, <laughs> tell us your observation. I. I thought the nightsticks were cool. Yes, I loved the fact that they brought in Captain America Stark Tech. Yeah. You know, when he has when Captain America had that magnet that allows him to recall his shield, she now has it. They're bringing more of the movies in to to link the two, and I'm waiting and hoping that wasn't like I I I even posted a video on Instagram of that whole scene of her throwing the things and then recalling them, kind of like him. Kind of like saying, you're not the only one who could float things around, you know, <laughs> and call things to your hands. Um, but the fact, when she put her hands down and it wrapped around and kind of almost disappeared in her skin, and then she was able to recall them like Captain America's shield, and I was like, dude, that's Stark tech. When did they start working with Stark again? Does Stark know that they're... That, um, Colson is alive. When are they going to bring that in? Is this another step closer to that? You know? Well, they might be working with, well, Maria or, yeah, you Maria. know. So, if she's still working for Stark and not a full member of uh, Nick Fury's new group. Because Tony was drinking or something. Yeah. She just slipped it out. <laughs> she's like, yeah, we need to do this. That, that information's probably out there, but I want to know where she got those things because, as you know, I love Mockingbird. Mm -hmm. 
I would love these things to have been a part of the comic. That would be that would be so cool if this becomes a permanent part of her Yeah her, I, her, her, her um weapons. The thing is I, I don't know if the I don't know if this CGI or whatever it costs too much to do it too often. Yeah, well, I mean, she could use them as other things, but I, you know, and but every once in a while, I want to see them do this. I don't want it to her to become this one trick pony. I didn't feel like it was all CGI though. It did look all CGI. I mean, I think like, like they used some wires and stuff. I think what they could use is they could probably like they don't have to do like those extreme close up shots where it just follows it going past it. I think if they just do it like from a distance and then she's just like throwing it and pulling it back, throwing it, pulling it back, it's going to be a lot cheaper than just like going straight in on it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, we've got the detail work now. We all know what it looks like. We don't need to see it up close and personal. It's like we don't get up close and personal shots with the Hawkeye's arrows. Um, not all the time, anyway. Not right. They don't do it all the time because it would get boring and it would be like, yes, we know. <laughs> They're very cool batons. Yeah. Batonarang. But we want to. Tomarang. You know, <laughs> Batonarang. We want to, you know, move on. We want it to become a natural part of her character and not, I mean, yeah, we had the, oh my God, moment, but we don't, it's not going to happen again unless the, you know, they, you know, the ends pop out and, you know, something else comes out of, out of them at some point. Anybody uh, else want her to be, uh, to connect the two to become a staff? Yes. 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 Because there, there are moments, there are times when Bobby uses a quarter staff. Mm-hmm. Can we talk well, about Lance's outfit too? Because that was just <laughs> yes. Lance's care uh, a portrayal of um, a bored hacker, you know, who is total British, was so funny. Especially when he's like, "God save the queen," <laughs> and Daisy's like, "Yes, I let him choose his own." <laughs> well, he has to get into character somehow. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that I'll was have so a cup funny. Of tea. <laughs> yeah, he was so that. funny. Carver got to keep the T-shirt. Yeah, as a Red Sox fan, I have to say I love the shirt. <laughs> yeah, and I like I like that actor who played what was his name Steve. Yeah, uh, yeah. I really like that actor, and whenever I see him in stuff, so I was like, oh, it's him. I don't know your name, but I I enjoy you in things. But I thought he did a really great job as like this befuddled, like oh my, like I don't know what to do and. You and they were so convincing that you you totally bought their act. Oh yeah, <laughs> I w- yeah. I was so proud of Hunter. Just he just gave it his all. It was like the best undercover operation in the history. I'm undercover. still I still think my favorite line of his was red coats actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna double down on the British. But we're gonna do it in a way that is charming, and you just want to love him even more. Yeah, yeah. They <laughs> I don't think anybody job. was going enough with the Britishisms. Not certainly not. <laughs> no, he was great. It was it was an awesome scene, and Bobby I thought played it. She was so cool. She was like the ice queen, <laughs> and she was, you could tell that there was a little bit of her exasperation with this with Hunter. Yes, <laughs> that was coming out. But when she went <laughs> off, you know, you know how he looked at her after he said. Um, uh, after she said, like, and be- him being annoying is not going to be hard, and he's just like, <laughs> just stare, just looks at her, like, what the, like, <laughs> it's like, are you acting? Is this part of your character, or you know, Bobby to deep coverage? And, but and she commits, but I there was a there was a little hint of her, her annoyance 
with with uh, with Hunter. And, uh, I don't know I how she could keep a straight face. <laughs> I want to see like uh, outtakes of that scene because if it's there, if they ever do break character, it'd be hilarious. Those are my favorite um, outtakes. Is when they break character, yeah. or if somebody goes into improv and the other one just busts up. You know, mm-hmm. those are the best. Or somebody makes a face. You know, like yeah. <laughs> I like I, I like making people break. Like when I was acting, it was really fun. I you know sometimes you don't do it consciously. You just all of a sudden you're you know you're inspired to do something. And I think that uh, Nick Blood probably is a pretty good improver and probably makes them crack up a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't out loud or anything. No, no, that was all inside. <laughs> yeah, that's your inside, inside voice. Is he joining my... the four-way? <laughs> I, I think we're losing her. I think we're losing her. Okay, oh. back. Okay, sorry. Get her back to her. I really, when that whole thing, I loved how um, this whole episode, everything was so parallel. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like one thing happened, then we had to wait a while to see the results of it. It was like boom, boom, boom. It Almost was so real time. Crap. Yes, it was like real time. It was so beautifully edited that it was a natural flow. And like once Colson learned the truth, once you know they figured out about Rosalind, they sent the information right to Colson. He confronted Rosalind, and then all that happened. Then he contacted Hunter Bob. It was like boom, boom. This whole chain of events mm-hmm. that led to this, you know, epic information exposition from Gideon. It was like. We're all confused. We're all confused. What's going on? What's going on? Oh, crap. That's what's going on? It's all connected. It's all connected. And that whole scene with... Her, with Bo- Okay, any scene with Bobby fighting is going to be on my top ten. <laughs> when they brought in Deca- Mark Dacascos, I was just like, oh, God, this this it just got real. Because he would be an amazing you know, counter counterpart to her skills. Because mm-hmm. he's perfect Well, this is round one, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's coming. You don't bring this guy in. Yeah. And if, uh, to anybody who's out there, if you have not seen Brotherhood of the Wolf, get on it. It is a genius film. It's French. It's subtitled. Deal with it. It is. He is amazing in it, but the whole movie is just simply stunning. Can he fight McNaw, too? Because oh, yes, 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 please, yes. please, please. Just have him, just have him take on um, uh, Hunting May, or, yeah, Mocking May all, all just by himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I really want the two of them in a fight scene together because I mean despite his powers, they're pretty equally matched. Yeah. Because she's May. Plus so he's, I, I look forward to that. Plus he's he looks like he's still kind of new to his powers. Yeah. You know, yes, he knows he right. can control them and pick things up and stuff like that and move things and rip things out of the wall and stuff. But he's still using his hands and not just his mind. And, you know, he's still having to gesture and stuff like that. So right. he's, he's kind of like still... a parallel to Joey, I think. Because, you know, Joey's whole power is moving metal as well. So well, it's kind of like they're, they're producing their own super soldiers mm-hmm. yeah. with the fish oil. Because it didn't work with the serum. Right. It only ever worked on Cap and Red Skull. And on Red Skull, it went horribly wrong. Okay. I had a question. Uh, what do you think? What the baskets in the cooler? Do you think those were the Inhumans that didn't take, or were those their the successful ones cocoons? I could not quite tell. Oh, no, were they keeping the, the, 
You talking about the big, huge cases, or were there other things in there? In that cooler? yeah, in the freezer, there were those black cases. Right. Well, I that was. Bobby he, opened it up, and it was like a, there was a face there, so it was like ones who didn't take, and they just shattered. So. Okay, gotcha. Because I couldn't, I wasn't sure if I was seeing that right. Thank you. I just, you know, that was just my. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to respectively disagree because the, the, um, um, the fish oil has been shown already by uh, Shield that it's a di- different kind of dose, and it doesn't affect or kill regular humans. It only affects in humans. So the case is not those people who didn't take. It's the, the casings that people, the cocoons that people break out of. That's how I looked at it. Is that but why would they is, save them? What is it made out of? Is it made out of the same stuff as the monolith? Maybe they're studying that. Is, is, the, is the cocoon that covers them and then breaks apart, what is that made out of? Where is that material coming from? How does it affect? Can you use it to create more? I just found it, it strange that like there was a each little container had one in it, and it was like, why are they saving all of them? Well, each well, like I said, if 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 it is just the casings of the cocoon that they were in, each person has a different set of powers. Each one has a different teragenesis process. Right. So what is it in the cocoon that triggers that? Is it the genetics of the person? How does the cocoon hold that in? And how does the cocoon affect the teragenesis metamorphosis? You know, it, can yeah. they synthesize that? Okay. It's always that, like they're trying to use, use them to maybe engineer which power right. the humans they create get. Or they yes. can just like transfer into regular people. In studying that, Ooh. can they affect the change in in humans therefore okay we got some dude who can pick up guns whether that's by magnetism or telekinesis we don't know uh that wasn't explained so how do we make more like him you know what was his casing like that changed him was it genetic so some of those some of those smaller cases may be genetic samples uh from before and after so they can study the change Interesting. Okay, that's a good point. I just... That's that's just my my theory. I could I could be overdoing it. It could be too much. You know, there could be something simple like what you said, and the fact that they overdosed the people with them, and it actually did affect humans and cause them to die. I don't have no idea. Because I think they're gonna want powers that are combined. Yeah. With. Right, and they're so they're not gonna want something that turns into a compile of goo. They're gonna <laughs> want something they can throw a fire. <laughs> Well, unless they want somebody who could turn into a pile of goo and sneak into buildings. True. You know, they could be sky high, anyone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what the reference was. Good job. Yeah. I love you all. <laughs> you mentioned sky high. <laughs> I love, uh, it's creepy. Yeah, I, I'm. There's so. It's like I said before. We get some answers, but then. You're very, you're very faint right now. I'm waiting. For, I'm just saying. We're like we. We have so many more questions, even though we oh, yeah. got some answers. Yeah. Should we talk about Fitzsimmons, do you think? <laughs> oh, we, we really should. Oh, I, I had to... I Okay, if we're going to talk about Fitzsimmons, I actually recorded that kiss scene and posted it on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was that was a great final final fit for all those Fitzsimmons, and forgive the word, but shippers, that was the moment they've been waiting for. I have a. I follow my, a lot of my agents of Shield friends are fish Simmons shippers, and I could see their reactions all over things. They were just flipping. <laughs> yeah. Although I would like to say that I 
don't necessarily agree with Fitz about their either, relationship being cursed. Well, and, and I wrote a, I, I well, I wrote about it. And you know, if you think about what their love for each other has actually brought about, it's not really cursed. It's just poor timing, or this the curse of television romances is what it is. It's being a part of the weeded verse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And but also, it was this is not a show about relationships. <laughs> Yeah, still. Romantic yeah. relationships. I mean, we don't want it to devolve, you know, what happened on Cheers. <laughs> no, I understand Sam and that, Diane but, got together. But why do we say that about them, but we don't say that about Bobby and Hunter? Because they were already, already married. Well, so? Because it's I, not like a budding thing. It's not oh. like the beginning of a relationship. I am, yes. personally, I if there is going to be a relationship on the show, I would want it to be Fitzsimmons. Mm-hmm. Because it's the most natural and yeah. it's the most organic. Exactly. Uh, my uh, one of my favorite parts of this whole episode was Fitz saying, "Yeah, I'm angry." Yeah, he's furious. He's because he's been, you know, he's been trying to hold it in to do what he thinks Gemma would want him to do, and part of him is that really good guy who was like, "There's a guy stranded out there. We got to get Will back." But then he's like, he's jealous and he's mad. Why has, you know, they've had all these roadblocks to their relationship. First, you know, as they, you know, they were friends and they were working together. And then these emotions built up and then he confesses his love at the bottom of the ocean. And then she goes to Hydra and recover and then he has his brain injury. It's like, boom, boom, boom. And he just wanted a clear path. He just wanted it to be over. He just wanted the happiness of mm. being with her and loving her and being when she said yeah I'll 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 consider it you know kind of thing and then she goes off to another planet and falls in love with another guy. Well, she thinks so. Well, she thinks personally. I think it's a little that castaway thing. Yeah, where it's like you're yeah. connected to that person and you turn to each other, which is what I've said since you know when people were like freaking out, like how could she do that to Fitz? They weren't in a relationship. She wasn't betraying anything. She has the right to do what she wants to do on a, a desolate, isolated planet that she has no idea where she is and no idea if she'll ever get home. Um, what if What if Will is the Inhuman? He's not. It's, he, he would, like, why else? Like, he wouldn't just take her in willy-nilly because like, if he is that Inhuman, then he would be expecting Hydra to send someone like in and just like do whatever. But And also he would have wanted to go back Instead of her, he would have jumped back with her instead of leaving, staying behind. So that's not the he, his motivations don't line up at all. I so. I agree. I think I don't think he's the inhuman, but I think maybe he is more involved than we know in that he's whole probably thing. Probably Hydra. Could, could, it, it might be. I mean, he was sent through by Hydra. He nobody just nobody knew it was Hydra at the time. This is my question, though. Could the inhuman? powers be he could take the form of the people that maybe he's like absorbed or killed or whatever and he thought that you know appearing as well did astronauts you know would be the one that would make the most sense to Simmons. but his he had his whole little shelter and he had that yeah. whole his whole domicile so it would have he would have had to have known she was coming for a while but he could have done that in those that time were before she met him, but yeah, I think there was a big period of time. I don't know because I think he would have done something to her, unless he was until watching she, her. 
Yeah, unless he was watching her and he figured out maybe she can find a way out. Maybe yeah. he has to wait until they fa- all of them fail before mm-hmm. he consumes them. I mean, there's also that idea of, like, if she does is the one who figured out how to get back, then she can also track the position and know exactly where everything's going to turn out. So, yeah. But it's just, like, I don't think that would... It just doesn't make sense, because, I mean, if you're this great power powerful inhuman who's been wanting power for ages and you want to get back to your planet, then why would you let someone else go through instead of you and just, yay. So Yeah, if he's that evil, then he would have jumped and taken her place. Could, could Will be dead? Probably. Yeah. Because he could be dead and they try to get him back and they open the door. God, he doesn't come out. Well, the thing is that he's also been there for 14 years, and I don't think you stay there for, four, say, I'm some, in one place with no human contact for 14 years and not go at least somewhat uh, nuts. And he yeah. wasn't nuts, so, I mean, that doesn't make doesn't really line up. The other thing is, Ward knows that Fitzsimmons could figure this out to open the door. Mm-hmm. So they need to, like, look out, because they might be primary target. Gideon's yeah, but, like, how does, how does Gideon know that they actually got someone back? Cause did Rosalind tell him, or... Is, is there another mole in shield? That's a good question. Very good. I was just thinking that too. It was like, how did Gideon even find out that somebody came back? So either he's got someone on the inside, or it's the professor. It's the professor. It's the professor. <laughs> you think so? I think it might be. You think it's the berserker? Maybe. Would you I think love, that I maybe he's? Do you think maybe he's the one that was alive during the time that that inhuman was born? He's the one that started Hydra. Mm-hmm. Or he was there. I don't know if we want to give him that much power. Cool. Peter no. McNichol could play that villain, though. Oh, yeah. He really could, I would, and I would love him to come back and play that villain. I think he know, I think he definitely knows more than he's told anybody, and I think there's something... We have told Coulson, but we don't. But we don't know yet. Maybe Coulson knows more than we know, but we just. But he hasn't told anybody yet because he has no reason to. Yeah. Could Hydra have been started by... As guardian, mm-hmm. that would have been funny. There's their science is far well. Hydra wasn't not always the science division, um, but they were all they were all involved. It was all scientific research that they seemed to be doing. But Thor said that magic and science are the same. But it was yep. scientific. It was scientific research into the paranormal. Yeah, you know, possible. anything, yeah. anything possible. But we could make a case for just about anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, if it breaks Peter McNichol back. Oh, I'm fine with that too. Let's do it. Now, um, I um, think he definitely knows something. Back to um, real quick. Back to Fitz and Simmons. Um, I wrote about this, but if you think I, I was looking at their what they call cursed and all the times that they were cursed because of their love. You know, the very, at the very beginning they hid their love for each other, but it made them the perfect team to work together on for Shield. You know, led to things like the Icers. Um, the creating of the dwarves, a cure for some bad diseases and things like that. The second time, if you think about it, them, I, wrote, I wrote about the fact that their love brought about their strength and trust in each other at the bottom of the ocean and helped them recover from the tragedy of a betrayal from Ward and the damage done to Fitz. The third time, their love for each other led a determined Fitz to discover the truth behind the monolith and even how to use it, which led to the rescue of Simmons from the other planet. And then finally, their kiss, which was like semi-heard around the world, led to <laughs> the, her knocking over the history books, which happened to open to the symbol that caused them to discover the truth about Hydra. Right. 
So all the times that they were supposedly cursed have led to things that have furthered their knowledge or um, led to good things. What if so it, is it what really cursed? Them apart? Right? Say what? What, Jay? Well, what if Fitz is more right than he knows when he says that they're cursed? Maybe there is something that actually goes back to when they were younger than they actually like were literally cursed by something and they just have no idea yet. I don't know. I really just think Fitz was mad. I mean, when you're in a relationship and you've got all those built-up feelings, you get crazy and you say things that you don't really be. Because that's what happened. He couldn't explain it any other way to himself. It's like, the fates are aligned against us. How many times have any of us said, oh my god, you know, I'm cursed. Or something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a Red Sox fan. I believe in those things. <laughs> I'm a lottery player. I believe those things. <laughs> so, I mean, it's... I mean... It could just be his hyperbole, you know, hyperbolic. Why aren't we together? Why hasn't this worked? Why yeah. are the fates conspiring against us? Or yeah. it could be, you know, maybe they're not meant to be a couple. Mm. Maybe they're just meant to work, like, be best friends and work together. And just like you said, it's like everything that happened led to a new discovery. But so, he had to kiss her to let out that dungeon. Yeah. He did. He did. Oh, just... I think we were all just yelling, kiss the girl. <laughs> yeah. Like, if James wants to start singing. <laughs> there you see oh. her sitting there. Da, la, 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 don't be scared. Da, yeah, yeah. Gotta <laughs> kiss oh, God. the girl. <laughs> God, we're singing Disney tunes. Of course. It's, <laughs> hey, we're all owned by the mouse. Cool. That's our second reference to gay Disney tune probably. Yeah. Okay, Joshua brought up let's uh, get all the business. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. yep. so I, I think that they need to make the relationship interesting so it doesn't bore us and make us go, okay, how are we going to break them up now? We need it to be interesting and made to last if we're that going to be that invested in Fitz. We don't want it to be like they break up two seasons from now. And then who's Team Fitz and who's Team Simmons and stuff like that. These guys have to really want it. And you have to shield. That's right. Yes. Thank you. Just, I was really proud of Fitz just for saying the kiss was great. Yeah. And when she kissed, like she reached out and she kissed him the second time, I thought, okay, yeah, she's in. But I was more proud of him being honest with her because I think he's been trying to shield her because of her her perceived fragility. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Okay, I, if I pun, I do it without knowing. I, I am the worst deliberate punner. My friend Jackie, a.k.a. at Jack the Thrasher, she is the queen, and I, and I sit Fred is the king. Yes, <laughs> Fred is the king. So, yeah, I I think that it, it was time for an explosion. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, does that wrap up the episode discussion? Pretty much, I think we covered the what the hell's going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I so, think the whole thing, the, the the whole general theme of this episode was, what the hell is going on? Because <laughs> we still don't really know what the hell's going on. Because, because we keep bringing up more questions. Yes. We keep having new theories. And, mm-hmm. Oh, it's it, but I love it. I mean, doesn't it make the show even like that much fun? More fun? Oh my god, it's amazing. This is what I really hope for this show. When it first started and the connections were kind of slow, but now we're deep in everything and it's all connected. Man, I love the Marvel. This is an amazing for entertainment. The way this is, yeah, it's right. just unbelievable. It's just like that's the I think that's the 
one of the great powers of the Whedons, too, though, is that they managed to make these huge, amazing plots, but then they just managed to make them all come together so beautifully in the end. Yeah, everything, and it's like a web. They weave these really intricate webs, but they always connect. Marissa Tantron should play Madame Webb in the Spider-Man movies. <laughs> no, we don't her going over. That's pretty crazy. We want her, we want her with us. All right, well, it's, I guess it's time to hear from the people that are connected to our podcast. Got a big web known as Twitter. Chris, I listen to her feedback. Okay, from Twitter, at Wandering Movie of Ward's Warriors. My thoughts are my love for Grant Ward. My love for Grant Ward is my problematic. He is very problematic. <laughs> love to hate. Our friend Aaron at Rainbees sent me a couple of her tweets. She was like, if I could talk all day about Benny Hesler's tale, I would. There was a lot going on there. I absolutely heart when Hunter and Bobby work together and the batons are now magnetic or whatever. Batonarangs! Awesome. So I give Erin credit. She is the one who, who put batonarangs. As I am a human, as far as I know, I need sleep every day, but I'd much rather watch Many Heads One Tale right I get rewatch Many Heads One Tale right now. Oh, Colson and Rosalind. Colson's. Oh, God, I called them Colson. I what I Colson and Rosalind's fight was mean. Bringing up dead husbands and staff hearts. And about Fitzsimmons, no sweet science babies, you are not cursed, well, maybe a little. It doesn't mean you can stop trying, though. At Molly Rebecca 31, oh my god, epic, wow, loved it, more Ward. At Lynn LH, it was great, but waiting two weeks for the next episode is too long. Agreed. Dirty but- Charlie Brown. <laughs> At Catwoman 1, too much to think, feel, and then they gut punch you with a two-week wait for more Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Arr. I tried to do it like Joss's R. Okay. It's pretty good. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Morgan's email. Hey, Nikki and Dan. Quite the episode tonight. It definitely started out with a bang. Ward. Oh, my God. What even? Is it safe to say he's a little out of control? His scene with Malik was great, and I love the reveal of Von Strucker's vault, or I guess vaults. But damn, Ward. A whole plane full of inner people. I feel like that was a little much, even for Ward. The actual vault revealed a damn Marvel way to plot twist. Hedger's actually older than we thought and is connected to the monolith group and NASA. Is NASA actually corrupt? Are they actually Hydra? The leader of Hydra is on the crazy alien planet. Is the leader still Red Skull? Is Red Skull on the planet? I think I just asked the same question three different ways. But seriously, do we think Red Skull or a reincarnation of Red Skull exists? You guys definitely had some interesting theories last week. Okay, Max seems to definitely be looking out for Coulson where the ATCU is concerned. Nikki, is he still on life support or is he out of the coma and amongst the living again? He's still on life support. Though his, his, uh, little tech support guy was kind of cute. was fun. Um, and I did like that he was work, looking out for Colson. I didn't like that he was questioning. All right. Uh, Hunter, pure perfection this week. So funny and kind of helpful. He did pretty good with the running his mouth and wasting time. But I mean, Bobby did say he's always good for that. Also, Bobby in the batons of the Colson-Roslin confrontation scene in the Disney cell. That was so great. The paranoia was high on both sides. Because they're both known liars to each other. And no matter what might have happened between them, there doesn't have to be real trust. I think this episode was just the best at plot twist. Because I was expecting Rosalind to just be completely bad after the end of last week. I definitely expected her and Malik to be on the same page. But no. Damn, Malik is good at the long con. To find out she was being played the whole time was a jaw drop moment. Nicely done, writers. Oh, man. And there's the Fitzsimmons scenes. 
Simmons totally expected him to have a different reaction to everything about her time on the planet, and she seriously cannot deal with the fact that he's being so great and trying to do the right thing. That's the beauty of Fitz's character. They yelled at each other. He told her he was angry, because how could he not be? But it's still not in him to hate Will. It's not in him to leave someone stranded and in need of help. My heart was breaking when he was going on about how heroic Will was, because it felt like he was asking, how could he ever compete with us? He doesn't see how much of a hero he is, and that's what hurts me. I think Simmons may have gotten through to him a little, though, when she says that he dug a hole through the universe to find her. And the kiss, oh my god, my heart. But then he still says they're cursed. What even? The only disappointment I have is the fact that this scene was being toted in promos as one that could change their relationship forever. But there still wasn't any decision made on where they stay. I think it was a little crushing to hear Gemma say she loves Will, but I kind of think slash hope that she didn't get her complete thought out. I think she loves Will on some level, but it, I think it's different than the love she has for Fitz. And she didn't quite get to finish explaining that. Plus, when he pulled away, she kissed him back. I really hope she wasn't trying to give him more of what she thought he wanted. That would be even more crushing. More answers next week, please. Okay, well, in two weeks. Okay, I love the Fitz and shipping, but let's get back to Hydra for a minute. I feel like they're totally going to send Andrew to the monolith, maybe as a sacrifice, as Simmons seems to think Will was. Although now I'm thinking that Will could be a, still could be a little shady. And what if he's the leader of Hydra trapped on the planet, and all the info NASA had on him that Fitz found was fabricated by Hydra, and now Malik wants to bring him back through to Earth so Hydra has their leader, uh, is Will actually that? And he's going to totally use Fitzsimmons somehow. I feel like she and possibly Fitz, because of the science and his genius brain, are once again Hydra target. Ugh, so many theories. I need to the next episode now, please. But since it's still seven days away, I guess I'll say happy theorizing. And until next week, Morgan. I have to wait even longer, Morgan. I'm sorry. Yes, thank you, Morgan, for the email. We always appreciate your thoughts. All right, so if you want to share your thoughts, got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., remember to tweet us at Marvelverse Talk after each episode, where we will have live tweeting taking place during the show, run by Nikki and Cut James on the East Coast. And again, if you want to send us feedback through email, you can email us at MarvelversePodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 773-809-3363. Again, that's 773-809-3363. And with that, we're going to go into the closing where Nikki's going to tell us what we were discussing not next week because the show will be on hey, and we won't have an episode but the week after our next episode we talk about the, uh, the newest episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. entitled Closure and Listener Feedback very good and with that we're just going to roll our pre-recorded closing get at our Marvelverse podcast website located at marvelverse.acrosstheairways.com on acrosstheairways.com, you can check out our other podcast shows, including Across the Airwaves, which provides entertainment news, along with weekly reviews, got our favorite shows not related to superheroes, Gore Game of Thrones, such as Sleepy Hollow, Castle, Star Wars Rebels, Supernatural, Person of Interest, Doctor Who, New Girl, Modern Family, The Big Bang Theory, got more to come to the future, because the TV lineup is always changing. You can also check out the DC Nation podcast, located at its own website, dcnation.acrosstheairwaves.com. Got in the iTunes store. Which reviews the TV shows Gotham, The Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, and Legends of Tomorrow. In addition to these programs, check out Thronescast. Our podcast hosted by Nico, Nikki, and myself, dedicated to reviewing episodes of 
HBO's Game of Thrones, which is available at the website thronescast.acrosstheairways.com. Or on iTunes. Can you can send us your thoughts on each Game of Thrones episode by emailing us at thronescast at gmail.com, tweeting us at thronescast, again, that's at thronescast, leaving us a voicemail at 773-809-3363, again, that's 773-809-3363, or by posting on our Facebook page located at facebook.com slash thronescast. Also, you can listen to Across the Airways, the DC Nation podcast, Thronescast, a Game of Thrones podcast, and the Marvelverse podcast, got the Mix Internet radio station, called by Jack Stifle, Stitcher Radio, or if you use Apple devices, download the Podcast Box app, and if you're on a Windows or Android device, you can download our apps for the Amazon Marketplace, and the Windows Marketplace has a regular Windows phone app. Because for how you can contact us, to give your own insight on the TV shows we review, provide suggestions on how we can improve your podcast listening experience, or just to say you like what we're doing, email us at acrosstheairwaves.gmail.com. Comment on our Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter at Across the Airwaves. Again, there's no the on there. It's just Across the Airwaves. Join our circle on Google+. Plus. Or leave us a voicemail at 773 773- Gate zero nine three three six three. Again, that's seven seven three. Gate zero nine three three six three. I would also recommend that you check out our YouTube page, which features trailers for upcoming movies, got television events, such as Avengers: Age of Ultron, Batman vs Superman, got Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Along with this content, the ATA YouTube channel is a great source for panels from past Comic Cons. It will be a great source to find videos coming out of Comic-Con 2015 this summer. All right. Well, first, I'd like to thank our guest, James Heffel. I hope I said his last name right. Did I say it right? I think so. Yes. At Full of Hay on Twitter, as most of you, for joining us today. Great having his input and theories and someone to kind of give us another perspective off of all of our theories. So that was very interesting. Mm-hmm. I still have some little, because a bit of tension going on between Joshua and James. That's sexual. Lots of conflicting theories that made for a a rousing discussion. Yes, it did. Most definitely. So, anyway, once again, for our other ATA podcast hosts Joshua Mercury, Nico Reistek, Wu Kim, Steve Nostro, and Michael J. Petty, I'm Dan Schmidt. I'm Nikki Aiming. And until our next episode, we'll cut you in the morning. Bye, guys. lies the director of shield shouldn't cross that threat you want to take me out come get me we'll settle this right now new marvel
Travels, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Tuesday, December 1st on ABC. Next. I know Coulson better than he knows himself. The war against ex-Agent Ward has reached critical mass. You were supposed to take Ward out. I sent you to do a job. You failed. Now Coulson must destroy. I need to cross some lines the Director of S.H.I.E.L.D. shouldn't cross. That threat. Take me out. Come get me. We'll settle this right now. New Marvels, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Tuesday, December 1st on ABC. All right. So, if you are uh, still around, you just heard the audio for the episode of it two weeks from now, entitled Closure, where I think things are going to get pretty intense and shocking. Grand Ward makes S.H.I.E.L.D. public enemy number one. In Closure, Ward's campaign for revenge brings the S.H.I.E.L.D. team to their knees, and Colson proves he will do anything to settle the score. And with this episode, I mean, it's the Ward show going after S.H.I.E.L.D. Because it's crazy. And Colson is seems a little like, he's just like, I, I gotta get him. He's so focused, I don't think he's thinking clearly. I hope nothing like disastrous happens. So I think there may be a fallout between him and uh, Hunter. Yeah, I'm. I'm worried about that. I mean, he could have, you know. I'm. I'm sure he know. He knew that Hunter didn't succeed, but still, I mean, because Hunter didn't succeed, all these other things are happening. All this extra tension. These. Uh, all these other plot lines are happening. And if Hunter had just killed Ward, it would have solved a lot of problems for everybody. But now it's like Coulson's like, well, you failed. Now I have to go do what you were supposed to do. But I don't know if Coulson has it in him but he just looks so manic well we were scared he's gonna have a breaking yeah i think too much and it's come i think it has and i think that may is gonna have to step in or maybe Rosalind will step in well if may's in her right mind too because yeah you know ward is up to something with andrew and i think he almost wants to put may in a position where she has to put andrew down kill andrew yeah, and he, he did tell Andrew, you know, basically he was targeted at first because of May, so, because he wanted to get back at May. Because he which, still wants know, to, he does. Of course. Even though, like, May didn't do anything to him that he didn't really deserve. I, I mean, agree. that fight scene was epic, and if we had to go through that to get that fight scene, then that's what we had to do. Because there's going to be another one coming. Have... Yeah, there's going to be definitely be another confrontation there. And I, you know, we didn't talk about May this episode, but I really loved her her quiet uh strength this week and i think she's she it might, this whole thing might have changed her a little bit i was very impressed with her with how she handled like it yeah and i mean yeah because we i think we were all going she's being too quiet right she's being too why is may so quiet may is quiet this is quiet even for may is what i said on twitter i was like and then to to find out that she was trying to figure out how to apologize. Quite sure um, she's staying objective. Yeah, it really does. And I think that's, I, I think the fact that she's not, you know, blaming anybody really, except she's kind of blaming herself. She's taking a lot on herself and she's become more introspective. Get it, so get think, the seed where, where Daisy needs to come in. Yeah. And then help her out. I think, I think Daisy may have to help both mom and dad out. Yeah. Know? Because I think Coulson's going to be off the rails and, and, you know, May's kind of got some depression things going on. I mean, we really might need a point where Daisy comes in and says, you know what, okay, we need you guys. We need you to get past this. We're not gonna- yeah, I agree. I think they both have PTSD 
from everything that's going on. And May got to let loose a couple weeks ago, and Colson hasn't had that chance to kind of get it out. Go ahead. I think that's coming, and I I love this character so much, and I love Clark so much. I I look forward to seeing Clark's performance of it, but it's going to break my heart because Clark will make sure that the character is integrity. Yeah, no, I know. I have every confidence that the character. I just it's just it would be like watching him die again. Okay, I mean it gets it's getting scary on the show. They scared us a little bit last week with the relationship. Yeah. But I think the way they explained it fit him perfectly. Mm-hmm. Got what was going on, but you got to understand, season three is when the show gets dark, especially for the lead character. Got they yeah. walk on the side of darkness a little bit. Yeah. They almost fall. Got again, Cole said, he's not going to fall, but there is going to be the threat of that. No, I agree. And I think it's a really cool place to take this character who is so eminently likable and such the quintessential good guy. I mean, he's like, you know, the James Stewart in Shane kind of thing, you know, was he in James Stewart wasn't in Shane. That was, sorry. That was Liberty Valance. Yes. You know, he's the standing upstart guy. He's the everyman, And, but he's not really the every, and I think it's time to show that other side. And I think he was this. Se- I think he has been this season, especially like playing Rosalind like that. Yeah. So, and but I, he didn't really have a choice. No, he didn't. He did what he had to do. I mean, he, he did what all good secret agents do. He went in deep cover. Right. Good. I think that wraps up our discussion. Cannot wait for two weeks for now. I know. Good. I've got to say this. We need more shield, Charlie Brown. Well, even they get to have a break for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yes, that's true. I'm going to miss it. I know. Me too. All right. So see you guys. Have a great week. Bye, guys. See you in a couple weeks. <laughs> We now return to our regularly scheduled program.